0: Okay, we're in it. We're on it. Welcome back to confident as fuck. It is a solo episode today. So my guest is me. (laughs) I had a guest planned for today and unfortunately she had a emergency this morning at her apartment. So I said, you know what? I'm going to sit down and record a solo episode for you guys because it's, it's just amazing the way the universe works out. I'm not sure if you guys know, if you missed it, we hit one year. The podcast turned one year old last Saturday. So that was February 17th, or I guess it was last Friday, February 17th. And I wanted to record a one year anniversary episode and tell you guys all the amazing things I've learned about myself and all the growth I've had from one year of podcasting. But I felt like I didn't have time. I had tons of episodes scheduled. And so it's funny how the universe just gives you exactly what you need. It said, Alicia, get in there and record your solo episode. I'm giving you a whole day. So here I am recording a solo episode for you guys. I hope you guys are excited. I know you guys have been asking for solo episodes, but I love having guests. So I haven't really made it a priority. And today the universe said, get in there, get on it, get that solo episode. So today we are gonna go over not only what I've learned in the past year of podcasting, but like I said, some self-growth that has happened because of the podcast and I'm gonna get into why and we're gonna get into just a few life updates for you guys, so let's get into it. Okay, let's start with a confidence corner and a weekly fave, shall we? So, confidence corner. This weekend, we after the podcast anniversary party, which was a huge boost of confidence, we also went to a festival here in Long Beach. It was right down the street. We didn't know about the festival previously. We were just riding our bikes down the like, boardwalk, and Renee and I, on Saturday, having our little like chill day. We went out to lunch and we saw the festivals going on. So we're like, let's go. So we went on Sunday after the podcast party with one of our friends and I wore the same outfit that I wore to the podcast party, which if you didn't see it on Instagram, head over to my Instagram at the confidence queen underscore. It is the cutest outfit. It is a bright pink jacket. And I also, of course, as fate had it, I walked in, as we were walking into the festival, a girl was selling these like pink furry hats and I had to get one. And shout out to her, the funky bucket. Um, I'll have her tagged down down below in the show notes. But I was like, this hat completes my outfit. So I put on the hat. I had this bright pink furry jacket in a sea of everyone who was wearing neutrals because this was kind of like a reggae fest. Um, It's called Cali Vibes Fest. So it was like orangey, uh Snoop Dogg, which we missed, and like a bunch of other reggae-ish bands. So it was really like everyone is a neutral. And then I was in this bright pink outfit, bright pink shoes, and it was just epic. So that made me feel super confident, not because I wanted others' attention, but because I felt so comfortable in my own skin just being me. Like I wanted to wear that outfit. I felt super confident, super comfortable, super myself, and it was like such a vibe. So that's my confidence corner for this week. And weekly fave, I think for my weekly fave, hmm, weekly fave is always the hardest one for me. Let's see. What have I been loving? Well, I've actually been loving not drinking very much. So you guys know that I had on Julia, Jank Julia, and we talked about my, uh, relationship with, uh, with weed and how much I use and how much I don't. And, um, I really just have been liking just taking a few hits off my weed pin when I'm like out and about where I normally would be ripping shots <laughs> instead I'm ripping the vape. Um, but really just keeping that low level of like feel good energy, whether I have the pin or not, instead of drinking. Like I'm past the point of needing to drink in order to feel relaxed or excited about something. And that feels really great. So that's also a confidence piece as well. But my favorite has really been just like not drinking, not going ham and just hitting my vape. I mean, I've been really loving that. So all my smokers tap in. Um, It was such a good vibe. This weekend was such a good vibe. And I think the first thing I want to talk about with the podcast and what I've learned from the podcast. Well, first I want to go into, we had a little podcast anniversary party for everyone who's been on the podcast, was invited. Of course, a lot of people are not um, either in the country or in Southern California, so some could not come, but the women that were there were amazing. And one of the questions that they asked me was, how does it feel to be one year into podcasting? How does it feel? Like, you know, it's been a whole year, like, can you even believe it? And I was almost like perplexed by this question because I didn't really feel any different. It's like on your birthday when you don't feel a year older, like I didn't feel like very celebratory or very like, oh my God, I cannot believe it's a year. Like, yes, of course I cannot believe it's been a year. Like it's it's insane to me that it's been a whole year of putting out my podcast, but it, I feel like a completely different person from last year. And I just feel like it, there's so much more to do. Like the podcast hasn't even reached its full potential, not even close to its full potential yet. So I just feel like I want to keep going. I don't like, there's nothing really yet to, not nothing to celebrate, but I, I think, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's so much more to do and there's so much more excitement to come. And I just want to keep grinding. Like, I feel very in flow podcasting. I feel very myself. I feel like I found my dream job when I talk about podcasting because I feel like I've always been the person in, school that's like getting in trouble for talking. Um, That was always on my report card, like great grades, but talks way too much. So I feel like I found my dream job where I just get to talk into a microphone. No one interrupts me. And then the best part is that I get to meet so many other women in the podcast um, group chat. We get to commemorate, we get to like collaborate and I get to hear their stories and amplify their voices and make them feel comfortable. Like Are you kidding me? That's the best job on the planet. So podcasting has really gave me so much and shown me so much of myself. So let's get into what I've learned in the last year of podcasting. First thing I've learned is, well, first of all, I want to say I'm going to speak from my version of podcasting. So in case you guys are not in the podcast world, there's multiple different ways that you can do a podcast. So you can do a podcast that is geared totally towards amplifying your business. You can talk about your clients. You can talk about what offers you're doing. You can also do a podcast where you can also do a podcast where it's totally strategic based, like tips, five tips to grow your business to 10K, five tips to be more confident and i tested that out a little bit in the beginning but it wasn't really my style i really like more of an unscripted flowy type of podcast think joe rogan except not 3 hours we will get there one day but you have a lot of different areas in podcasting that you can kind of go to so a lot of different routes that you can take you can also do an interview based podcast which is kind of what mine is but i want it to be more flowy but you can also do you can do tons of different ways right And so this is from my perspective as a interview-based podcast that is focused on amplifying other women's voices and other women's businesses and hearing their stories. This is my perspective. So the first thing that I learned was I talk about myself way too much. (laughs) And as I read throughout this year, I read a lot more this year than I ever did as I grew the podcast I read Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday, which that book really fucked me up um, in the best way possible. But if you haven't read it, I highly suggest. It's a great book and it really talks about your ego, obviously. And as I was going through the podcast, because I'm sure you guys know that I also edit the podcast. So not only am I in the studio talking with these women, but I'm also hearing myself back. I noticed how much I reference when I'm trying to make a point if you listen back to my older episodes, you'll have noticed that a lot of times I reference back to myself. And when we're communicating, like not only communicating with the guests in here, but when I'm trying to communicate a point to you guys, it's probably the least effective way to communicate something to someone and to get them to understand is to give your own personal experience. That is only one way. But if you can take it out of yourself, And you can just reference books and facts and you can reference like things that you've seen, right? Instead of it always being referenced back to you, it builds a lot more credibility with the people that you're talking to. And so it also gets them to take action a lot more. So the first thing I noticed and the first thing that I learned in podcasting is that I talk about myself way too fucking much. I reference myself, my own stories and my own experiences more than I would like. So that was the first change I made when editing the podcast. I also noticed that I did a lot of tongue clicks. This is things that I noticed when I was editing. I did a lot of a lot of that the first few episodes. So that was quickly removed. And I also noticed that I say like and um for fillers very, very often. So that was the less, the third thing I noticed while editing the podcast. So those were my first three big lessons in the podcast was I need to improve my vocabulary. I don't always have to speak about myself and I don't have to smack before I'm going to start a sentence. Now I want to go back to talking about myself. I also noticed in the podcast And a big thing that I really tuned into was not making it about myself and making it really, really, really about the guest. I even did this with my reels where I took my own face out of the reels whenever I was editing them and let the person really, really shine. And it's just so much more powerful because yes, this podcast is confident as fuck. It is hosted by me, the confidence queen. But at the end of the day, I don't know everything. And it's much more powerful to hear other people and how they've overcome things and how they've been more confident than it is to continually hear me talk about my experience with confidence or to give you all the answers with confidence. Because guess what? I don't know all the answers at the end of the day. I'm always reading, I'm always referencing, but that's going to come through in my conversation and not through me telling you five tips to be more confident, okay? How many fucking tips can there really be, right? I can give you guys book book suggestions is another way that I really like to show you guys how much I have worked on this. And it's not just coming out of personal experience. It's not just coming out of me just being more confident and working on myself. That is a huge part of it. But part of working on myself is the books, is the reading, is the research, and is amplifying other women and hearing their stories. So those are the biggest things I learned with guests and in regards to editing. And I wanted to actually shed some light and tell you guys about my self growth during the podcast and how that kind of transpired and why. So as I started digging into what I was going to share on the podcast and starting to record my first episode, a lot of stuff started to come up for me. And what I mean by that is I'm going to give you guys examples and I'm going to talk about these things that have happened in my past and how that has shaped me and why I believe certain things, but how much am I actually going to fucking share? Like, am I going to share about my childhood and what if that makes someone else feel not so great? Or what if I talk about how my mom's eating habits affected me as a young adult when I haven't really even spoke to her about those things yet and now I'm going to share it on a large podcast platform? Um, it became something where I really had to go within and say, like, how much are you going to share? How much are you going to confront? How much are you going to be open on this podcast? And so that's where the growth really started was I had to get really, really clear on where my boundaries lied or laid, (laughs) where my boundaries laid and why they laid that way. And was I going to just share everything and then talk to the people later? Or were the people even going to listen that I was afraid of offending? And then I had to ask myself, why am I afraid of offending this person? And I want you guys to reference this for yourself and reflect with me here. So as I started to think about what I would share, right, maybe a traumatic experience from my childhood, or maybe something that happened um, where my feelings got hurt from a friend or whatever it may be. And I'm worried about that person on the other end listening and feeling they are blindsided or feeling as if, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that to that person. I'm, I, I can't believe she was hurt by that. And maybe they feel like that hurt isn't valid. And I started to think, why am I going to shut my voice down? Why am I not going to share that Because it may hurt the other person because what I'm sharing about is something that affected me. So I'm going to now not share something that affected me because the person who did the affecting may be affected. Can we see how fucked up that is? Why am I going to shield their feelings when what they did hurt me, right? And this can be so small. It can be something really small, like even something like Renee didn't take out the garbage, I got really upset about it and I held it in and now I'm going to share about it on the podcast and talk about that. And he's going to say, oh my gosh, that's so stupid. Why would you even care that I didn't take out the garbage? Well, here's a few ways that I started to clear those things up in my life. (laughs) I started to actually tell people when things upset me or I started to actually speak my mind when, you know, things were something that I didn't agree with. And I think the really important thing to point out here is that everything that I ever say on this podcast is what I feel. And it's also something that if someone came up to me and asked, I would still say the same thing. So nothing I'm saying here is ever like secret. Nothing here is ever like going to shock someone. And if it does, it's because... Maybe they aren't seeing themselves. Maybe they aren't um, able to look at things clearly, or maybe they see it from a different perspective and that's okay too. But I'm speaking, I hate this phrase, but I'm speaking my truth and I'm always coming from my heart. Nothing I ever say in here or on real life, I'm sorry, in real life or on here, the podcast, is ever something that I wouldn't be telling someone In person as well, if it's ever about a person that goes for anybody in my life. So what I really started to do with that is really speak my mind. And when someone did something that upset me or something somebody did something that I didn't agree with and they asked for my opinion, I just said how I felt. And when we're doing this in life, a lot of times when we don't know how to do this yet, if we don't know how to set boundaries, we don't know how to validate ourselves, we don't know how to stand up for ourselves. What I found for myself, and as I'm talking to a few friends that are doing this as well, it comes off really bitchy. It can come off very, very like stern and angry because we don't know any other way to do it. But what I always think about, and what I always tell people whenever they're trying to communicate something to someone without hurting their feelings or without um, coming off, you know, just angry or bitchy, as for lack of a better word, is to come from love. Explain it to me or explain it to them, just as you explained it to me, how it hurt you, how you didn't d- agree with it, how your, um, how your feelings felt in that moment. And when you do that, when you come from a place of love and good intention and just explanation, then there really is no combativeness. And if there is combativeness, it's because the other person may see something from a different perspective and may not, or may not be able to handle what you're telling them. And so That's the other part that I really learned with podcasting is through using that in my real life, was that not everyone is going to be able to take what I say or you say and see it your way. And that's okay. Not everyone is ready for what you say. Not everyone is ready for the way that we're feeling. And when we start to do that, a lot of times it pushes a lot of people away. And that's totally okay as well. Once we know. Who we are on the inside. Once we know how secure we are with ourselves and what what we have in our heart, what good intentions we have, who we are at our core, and we're happy with that, then it really becomes you or you can come to a place where you don't need anyone else's validation. You don't need anyone else's acceptance. And that's where you really get that true confidence and I really feel like this year in podcasting, I, I've stepped into a new level of myself and a new level of confidence where things that once may have hurt me when people said, don't hurt me at all. They don't even strike a nerve. They don't even, they, they don't even penetrate this bubble. I recently had somebody say that a lot of people were talking shit about me and that they were the one that was always standing up for me. And it was funny because I didn't care if people were talking shit. And I also didn't care if someone else was standing up for me, because I know who I am. I know my actions. I know who I am. I know I'm a good person. I know when I act with people, I act out of love 99% of the time. I'm not perfect. My ego sometimes gets in there and wants to uh, set the record straight or whatever. But 99% of the time, I know my actions are out of love. I know who I am. And so those words of a lot of people have been talking shit about you don't affect me. They don't make me feel any sort of way. I don't even care what that shit talking may be. And um, my goal for you guys is for you to get there too. So that's the second thing or maybe like the fourth or fifth thing that I've learned so far from podcasting is stepped into a whole new level of me. And I did that last year as well. You guys know I hit that rock bottom last year and I really like totally, totally took a step back from my life and really focused only on myself and the podcast. And that was probably the best thing I've ever done for myself. It really gave me a clear mind and it made me step into a new version. And then I stepped into a newer version even this year, 2023. And so I feel like that's that's always the goal, right? Step into a new version, up level, be that new baddie self that you want to be. And I feel like I really did achieve that this year. Okay. The next thing that I learned in podcasting this year that doesn't really have to do with self-growth is everyone's going to have an opinion about your podcast. Everyone's going to have an opinion. Everyone's going to have a way that they think that it'll blow up. Everyone has a way that they think you should market it. Everyone has a different system. Everyone has their way that they think you should be podcasting and they're going to tell you. And I really learned to quiet that noise when I tapped into like, what do I really want from this podcast? What is my goal? What is my intention? What am I looking to gain from this podcast? And the podcast really started to grow when that question got answered in my head. And the, que- the answer to that question for me was, I wanted to be a safe space I want people's voices to be heard. I want to amplify other women. And I just want it to be fun. And it is fun. And I know that the revenue will come eventually from this podcast. But I think that's another reason why the one year in podcasting doesn't feel that exciting to me yet, because I know there's so much bigger things on the on the horizon. And Eden and I were talking about this on her podcast. We were saying like, I want the podcast to do good. I can't wait until the podcast does do good, but there's no timeline. So there's no time limit. Like I'm not trying to be like, oh, I went from zero to a million downloads in, you know, four months or anything like that. Like the numbers don't mean anything to me. The numbers don't, oh my gosh, I had a burp. The numbers don't mean anything to me. The numbers don't validate my success or validate how good I am at podcasting. I know I'm good at this because I work at it every single day and I'm getting better and I know the revenue will come eventually and that's not why I do this. I do this because it's a great outlet for me and I feel like it amplifies other women. I've said that about a thousand times, but I feel like it gives other women a safe space to really be who they are, to share what they're doing in the world And to just be open and vulnerable, and that's the most beautiful part. So like I said, how there's a million different ways to podcast, there's also a million different ways that people want you to market your podcast or to make money off your podcast. And for me, it's never really been about that. It will be about that one day. Like it will be generating revenue one day, but it's not a rush. I'm not on a timeline I don't have to rush everything. I don't have to get there before anybody else. This is my show. I'm the one producing it, making it, doing all the things. I get to decide everything with it. And that's so beautiful to me. And that's something that I always want to keep. So let's go on to what else I've learned in the podcast. I've also learned that being with guests can be very energetically draining If I allow it to be. So Renee and I were actually just having a conversation about this earlier is that I used to feel so drained after, especially when a podcast guest would come here in person, because I was like, so on, right? I wanted the guests to feel so comfortable and then give them coffee and, you know, make sure the room was set up. And that was one energy leak. And then not an energy leak, but yes, an energy drain. Right, Even for a good cause, it was still very draining of my energy because of what I was doing. And I'll explain that in a second. And then secondly, the person that's here with the podcast, it may be their first podcast, it may be their second or third, but they're still nervous sometimes. They're still like being very, very vulnerable with what they're talking about. They're still... Opening up a whole world to me that I've never known before, and they're sharing that live on a podcast for potentially hundreds of thousands of women to listen to, and so that can be very um, draining. Is just being around that energy of them being super vulnerable and open, and me absorbing that and talking with them. And like I said at the beginning, that was very very draining for me. It was very exhausting, and I realized that. to take it a little less serious and I have to protect my own energy. And the way that I do that is just allowing the guests to shine, allowing them to shine and to know that like their energy is so good. I can almost feed off of their energy instead of see it as a drain or to see it as a leak. And so when I was talking about the making everything perfect and having everything ready and being like so on and making them coffee, I still actually do all those things. But It's not so much now about making sure the guest thinks I'm legit, making sure the guest thinks that I have my shit together, I'm a professional podcaster, or seeming like I have my whole life together because I don't. And so now, since it's not about that, I get to just be with the guest and enjoy them, hang out with them, have fun, like I said, absorb their energy, and I don't have to be perfect I don't have to be, not you know, this amazing podcast superstar, like I can just be me and that's enough for them to come in and feel comfortable and feel all those things that I was trying to create. And this is really synonymous with coaching is that what I've learned so much about coaching in the last year is that it's not really about telling people anything at all. It's more about just being a safe space for them to express themselves, to have someone to listen and to feel heard and validated. And it's so simple when you really break it down to be a good coach is really not giving any answers at all, but asking questions to your client. And that's really what I do on podcasting. So the last thing I learned is that podcasting and coaching are so fucking synonymous. They're so synonymous. And for the reasons I just gave, that as a podcast host and i'm trying to get someone to open up or be vulnerable or to get them to feel really comfortable and ask them questions that the audience would love to hear the answers to all i have to do is ask them those questions wait for their response and validate their feelings and that just be that just is my presence my presence is a present i always says say that my presence is a present because me just being here and being open and amplifying their voice on the podcast and just allowing them to speak gives them that feeling, gives them the feeling of someone gives a fuck. Someone is willing to listen to me. Someone wants to know how I started my business. Someone wants to know what my coaching is like. Someone wants to know what my mission is for my business and why I want it to be so much bigger. Just me sitting here with them does that. So I don't have to fake it. I don't have to try to find it or try to uh, try to um, show that to them. I just have to be me and be centered in myself in order to give that to them. And wow, just even saying that out loud, I'm like, wow, bitch, you have grown. Yes. Yes. Like, so I guess I am feeling a little fucking nostalgic when I think about a year of podcasting. Like, wow, I don't have to be anything. I just have to be me. That is the best feeling in the whole entire world. Wow, that feels really good. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about how many episodes I've done so far. I think I've recorded over 50 at this point. This is going to be episode number 47, and I have a few already banked. So 50 episodes in one year feels amazing, like truly amazing. I went from recording every other week because it was so much work It was so time consuming not only to record it, to edit it, to re listen to it back and make the timestamps, to writing the show notes, the email, the graphics, everything. I went from recording every other week to recording multiple every single week. In January, I did, I think, 17 podcasts. I think about 13 of them were mine, and four I was featured on other people's. So to go in less than a year, to go from two a month to over 10 almost every single month is just a huge testament to how much I've grown and Renee even said to me I hadn't even realized you did 17 in January because you make it seem so effortless and so flawless and that was like the best compliment I could ever get from him because that is really how it feels. It feels easy. It feels fun. It feels relaxing because I feel that way within myself. It's not because I've done it so much because I've only done it, you know, a year in. It's not because it feels, you know, just flowy and easy. It's because I've done so much work on really being in tune with me and being in tune with who I am and my intentions and gotten clear on that, that I really feel like it's just easy. Like, Brianna, my coach, if you guys haven't listened to her episode, I have done an episode with her as well. But Brianna used to say to me, like, "Your work should feel easy. Being in flow with your work, like being with a client, doing whatever you know you're doing as far as work, should feel easy and exciting to you. It shouldn't feel hard. It shouldn't feel like work. And I finally got that this year because it feels easy. It feels exciting. It doesn't feel like work to me. It feels like every time when I have a podcast recording, day I feel like oh my god like I didn't work today but then I'm like oh my god yeah this is work this is my work like and it gets to be fun and that's just like the best feeling in the world so lastly let me give you guys some updates on confidence queen me in general why did I call myself confidence queen instead of the confidence queen let me give you guys some life updates some business updates some updates in general first of all thank you guys for one whole year thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for subscribing, reviewing, reading everything that you guys do. Just listening. Thank you guys for being there with me for an entire year. I can't wait for many, many more years to come. Like I said, this is my favorite job I've ever done in my whole entire fucking life and I'm obsessed with it. So I cannot wait for many more years to come. And thank you guys for writing with me for a whole entire year. It feels amazing. Second... I am going very full steam ahead in my business, and that feels really exciting to me. I am speaking in other people's groups. I'm also relaunching Batty Girls Club, so if you guys didn't hear that on the last episode, you guys know what Batty Girls Club is. It's a six-month program that I am obsessed with. I feel like that is the same way that I feel about podcasting. Like It feels so easy. It feels so flowy. It's my favorite program, my signature, whatever you want to call it, right? six months batty girls club it's going to restart at end of march so if you guys want to get in on that you can the link for it will be down below right now it's just on getting on the wait list and pricing will open up for people on the wait list first you'll also get a discount of 444 off of enrollment price Um, with the link down below you can sign up put your uh, instagram handle in and your email address and you'll have exclusive access to learn more about it also to Um, like I said, get the discount, but that's restarting in March. And I'm really excited about that. We ended baddie girls club round one in just last week. And we also did like a grad call where we showed up as our most baddie self, which was really awesome. And the women that are in baddie girls club round one, were just literally the best Danielle, which you guys have heard her episode. And then Wendy will be coming on in the next few weeks in order to share her story about, about baddie girls club. But Batty Girls Club is relaunching, so that's really exciting. I also just launched a membership option. So, Confidence Queens Academy is a membership option. I do Confidence Queens Academy live over on my Instagram every single week on Wednesday, 10 a.m. If you guys have ever caught that on Instagram, thank you. If you're not following me on Instagram, it'll be linked down below. But I do a live show every single Wednesday where we talk about a topic that you guys choose and we just chat about it for about 20, 30 minutes. If people are on the live and want hot seat coaching, I bring them on and they join the call, which is really fun. And then we finish the rest of the call over on the membership site. So the membership is Confidence Queens Academy, the membership, and it's 66 bucks a month. It is so fun in there. It is really a just like a portal of information. So every single week we do another 30 to 45 minute video in the membership you have access to all the old videos, so you can go back, look through topics. You also can hot seat Coach in there because it's on a Zoom call, so you get like live touch with me every single week, and it's at a low entry-level price. So that's really what I wanted to do for um, to fill that gap between Batty Girls Club and maybe someone who just wants to start scratching the surface of these t- type of topics but wants some sort of guidance on it you get to touch and talk to me every single week in the Zoom call. And so we can talk through anything that you're really struggling with. I can give you advice. I can talk to you about um, different points and how to move through different things. We talk all things, business, confidence, body, um, anything in there. So Confidence Queens Academy, the membership literally just launched yesterday. And then lastly, Community Queens, which is a four-week course that I literally threw together with no like plan at all. I just knew a lot of people were talking to me about community and asking me how I created a community and what I did. And so I put together a little four-week live course on community, called it Community Queens, naturally. And that course was so much fun. We just finished it end of last month. So end of January, we finished and it was such a smashing success that I was going to run it as a self-paced course, but I'm actually going to run it again live because it was so powerful being in a community, believe it or not. (laughs) So in that Community Queens course, it hasn't relaunched yet, but I will be relaunching it very, very soon. Four weeks live and we talk about how to build your community online. That was so much fun. And what I want to touch on with that is that I think a lot of times in business we get so inundated with all these different strategies and how to launch this and how to launch that and how to be this person and how to how to attract your right audience and all these different things. But at the end of the day, when you're stuck on what to launch or who to market to, I always think like, what are people asking me about all the time? And for that one, it was community. People are asking me about community constantly. So I created a course, I threw it up there, I put a price up and i had six people or f- yeah six people in the course and it was literally like just born out of me journaling and it was so quick and so easy that we can really do whatever the fuck we want in our business we can do whatever the fuck we want it is our fucking business that's why we want not own our own businesses it's because it's ours it's ours we don't get told what to do we decide what to do so even though there's a lot of different strategy out there that you can follow a lot of different stuff that you can do in your business to make it better, to increase, you know, sales, revenue, um, touch points like email list generation, whatever. Just remember, if it doesn't align with you, don't fucking do it. And you get to decide what aligns with you. You get to decide what your audience wants to hear from you and what you want to speak on. You don't have to always just go off of what everyone else is saying in the business. And once I figured that out and learned that, my sales started to fucking increase. So (laughs) I'm getting hyped up now. Okay, I think that is all the updates I have for you guys. And I want to do you know what? I'm going to do by myself, I'm going to do the little answers to my hot hot seat questions because someone asked me one of them and I realized I probably don't have an answer to a lot of these. So let's get into the, did I call it hot seat? I meant to call it rapid fire. Okay, let's get into it. So favorite food. I think my favorite food would probably be pasta, any type of pasta. I love like a vodka sauce, thick, chewy noodle. mm I think my favorite food would probably be pasta out of everything. And my favorite restaurant for pasta is La Apria in downtown Long Beach. My drink of choice. So, my coffee order of choice, I really don't order coffee out much. I have an espresso here at the house. And what I usually do is two shots of espresso. My favorite one that I've been loving right now is the Hawaii Kona coffee, which I can link down below for you guys. It is a Nespresso pod. I'm going to write that down so I don't forget but Kona coffee pods from Nespresso and then I whip the creamer and I put that on top and it is so fire I use almond milk creamer silk almond milk creamer and creme brulee is my favorite but sweet and creamy does the job too so so good if I'm going to a coffee shop I almost always get hot coffee and I always get vanilla because it's easy or if they have like a fun seasonal drink I'll get that too I almost always get um, plant-based milk because I don't really do a lot of dairy. So that's my coffee order. My go-to drink order. So I've only really been drinking Prosecco or Champagne. Prosecco is preferable or like a sparkling rosé is preferable, but... Tequila shots right now are really grossing me out. Um, I cannot do a tequila shot to save my life right now. I'm just not into a hard liquor, but if I'm somewhere where they don't have like a Prosecco wine or anything like that, I will do like a tequila Sprite. Reposado Sprite is my go-to when I'm like need a hard drink or I have to have a hard drink if I, they don't have anything else. Um, and if they don't have like a Reposado tequila, I will do a White Claw. Um, but White Claws seem like a waste to me. We had some at the festival and I was just feeling like I'd rather drink water than drink this. So yeah, that's my go-to drink order. If I'm going to the movies and what candy I want to bring, Reese's Pieces for sure. Milk Duds in my popcorn. No Reese's Pieces in the popcorn. Milk Duds in my popcorn with extra, extra, extra butter and salt. And I need a gummy candy as well. So whether that be like a gummy bear or like a gummy worm I'm not really too much of a sour gummy person. I, I like them now and again, but any type of gummy candy hits. So gummy candy, I need all three. Like I'm not choosing one, I'm choosing all three. But I also wanted to tell you guys my favorite dessert, which is ice cream. <laughs> um, ice cream is my love language. If there's an ice cream shop after we have dinner and I'm not like super stuffed, I'm getting ice cream. crumb brulee too. Yeah, that's another favorite dessert of mine. Okay, let's go back to the rapid fire. What was my next question? Best Amazon purchase of this month. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna pull up my Amazon list right now while I talk to you guys. You know what? I've been really getting into organization since we have been um, really taking our food and our health a little bit more seriously lately. We've been just eating a lot of whole foods and so we need a lot more containers. So I've really been into these like containers of, for packaging (laughs) like um, almost like when you go to a you know when you go to a restaurant and you get soup to go or something like that and they put them in those little like plastic containers I've used those a lot lately to just portion out like our green products for in the morning and like our workout uh, powders that we're using and I portion them out you know a few days in advance that way I'm not like doing it every single time so that's what I've really been into lately on Amazon is ordering those and Also, uh, pinkifying everything, because like I said, and I always say, if it's not pink, I'm not fucking buying it. And so I've taken like Renee has his meal prep containers, but all my meal prep containers are like glass and pink tops because I think it's just way cuter. So they make me feel better. They make me feel bushier. So that's my Amazon purchase this month. And I think I said this on the last podcast, but if I was not doing this as a job, which I cannot imagine, but if I was not doing this, I would be planning out people's vacations, not like a travel agent, but I would be planning for like celebrities or something like that, or planning out people's itineraries for, Hey, are you coming to LA? Actually, I was just talking to Eden about this. She's coming out to um, LA and San Diego. And I was like, this is exactly what I would do for people. I would give them a whole list of everything that they would need and what, how many days they need in every specific area, what they have to see, what they may want to see. And then I would plan it out for them and give them an itinerary, get them the best price on the flight and the rental car, Like all of those things. I've gotten so much better at travel over the years that I feel like I really know what the fuck I'm doing and I love doing it. So, but it's a lot of work. So, if someone wants to hire me to do so, I am totally down. Not really, but possibly. (laughs) If we're naming the right price, then I will do it for you because it can be such a stressful thing when you travel and you don't know the area and you didn't do enough research. I've done that too many times and that's exactly why I do so much research now. So, that's what I would be doing if I was not doing this as a job. So to end this thing out, I want to say thank you guys again for just rolling with me for an entire year. Thank you guys for being part of the Confident As Fuck family. If you guys have liked this podcast over the last year, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please share it on Instagram. Tag me, tag the Confident As Fuck Instagram. It's Confident AF Podcast. You can tag me at the Confidence Queen underscore underscore. Leave me a review, leave a rating down below, make sure you're subscribed, all the things I cannot wait to share even more with you guys over the next multiple years. I cannot wait to, you know, hug you guys and see you guys in person. Eventually we'll get there too. But I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for allowing this to be something that I continue and continually am able to do. Thank you guys for the support. It means a lot to me. Thank you guys for listening to this solo episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it, found some of it informational and helpful. If you are looking to start a podcast, I highly suggest it is one of the best things I did. And if you need help, let me know, cause I got you girl. And until next week, I will see you guys next week.